you're talking to Concentration Slip away Because your baby Is so far away Well, there's a road In the stand up And the eagle flies With the dove And if you can't be With the one you Welcome, everyone. My name is Rich Procida. Um, welcome to um, our discussion on the Rolo Tomasi's book, The Rational Male. So, The Rational Male by Rolo Tomasi. Uh, we're going to talk about the sections on the desire dynamic. And um, so what I'm going to do, all I'm going to do is read um, the book a little bit, read out of the book, make some commentary on it. And then after I do the little that, then we'll have an open discussion. That is true. Do not go with the first one. But what if your first one is at 27 years old at a university and you do not want to lose her and still be looking around for someone better or more educated who has a career. Okay. Um, oh, that's from Maria. All right. So um, it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. Um, there's always could be somebody who comes into the relationship. A woman can always be looking around, married or not, committed or not. In fact, when a man commits, first of all, it lowers your value. You've just told her that um, you've taken, you're willing to commit to her. So you must not be as high value as she thought. And then, um, but more, let's see, the first one, 27 years old. Yeah, it's just, they're going to come around anyway. And so the idea is not that you're going to lock, you know, like I often say, I want to lock a woman in by 70. I feel if I lock a woman in by 70, I've got a chance that she'll be there for me, that she that we won't get a divorce, that we won't have a breakup thing. If I go into these short-term relationships, I'm guaranteed that I'm going to run through a whole bunch of junk. But um, so, and so my idea is, do you stick around? Do you say yes? Do you say yes? La mujer se dice si gana. You say yes to going out on dates. Do you say yes to um, intimacy, even if it's short of of sex? And I, and I and I just have to say that the fact that I don't want to enter into a committed relationship while I'm dating does not mean that you're required to have sex with me. You're not, and, and and I'm not required, you know, and so I can get that elsewhere, right? I don't need to have sex with every woman that I date. If a woman has that desire to withhold herself under certain conditions, whether reasonable or unreasonable, I'm perfectly fine. I can get that someplace else, and that's why men should develop those sources, 
whether it's friends with benefits, which I prefer to call lovers, whatever. And, um, but yeah, you're not going to, just because you can lock a person down does not mean they're going to love you forever. Does not mean they're going to be with you forever. Does not mean that they're not going to fool around. Doesn't mean that they're going to leave you, you know. So if the person really likes you, that's when they're going to hang around, you know. And it's not, oh, I got a, I got this woman. I don't want to lose this woman. And and therefore, I'm going to lock her down. No, it, it, they have to come to you of their own volition. Thank you. Thank you, Zena. So let me go back up. All right, so that's it for the questions in the Zoom. Any other questions, put them in Zoom. Or um, and someone would like to speak up or ask another question. Did you guys get anything out of that? Let me know if you got any information that was helpful to you. So Maria responds, that's true. You cannot lock them up, but that is the risk. No one should control you, and you just have to feel the pain if they betray you. So I'm trying to gather that comment. So, yeah, you can't lock them up, and there is risk. That's true. And... Right, no one should control you, right? Yeah, and um, and oftentimes this is a power game. You know, this is about giving soul, um, the one person, your to be your soul's access to intimacy and affection. I mean, beyond family and friends and things like that, your sole source of sexual intimacy and affection is a big power trip for women. And um, that's why I advocate that men should have alternative sources. Um, and uh, and the idea, you have to feel the pain if they betray you. And one thing I'm thinking about is that, hey, if I can't have, I mean, one woman, first, they not just betray, they could die on you, right? A woman could die on you, and then you have nobody. But if you have multiple women, right? You're, maybe it's more likely that you'll have people there with you when you're going through your difficult time, whatever that is. So, and then really you find out who really cares, who really is, you know, into you and concerned about you and love you. Um, and then also the idea is that, like, for instance, I have my girlfriend here in Los Angeles who, you know, I just, you know, it's... It, I have certain issues, but she's great. And I have my girlfriend in Roatan. I have other girlfriends here as well. If I have to choose between one of them, somebody's going to get hurt, right? But if I don't have to choose between one of them, everyone can be happy, except... This idea that, oh, my God, you're not just with me, which, as we read from Rollo Tomasi's book, is actually good for our sexual libido and desire and sexual attraction in the relationship. It's actually more attractive. Women want what other women want and have. It's the nature. 
so 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 by capitulating to them right off the bat you know you're going down let's just say you're going down so i think sometimes that the pain is induced by the requirement of commitment and exclusivity that that requirement creates the betrayal without that requirement there's no betrayal so i can be so my girlfriend here in los angeles who who loves me doesn't have to fear losing me you know and my and if but if i feel that the woman in in honduras is is great and a better ideal or another woman is is better you know um i don't have to dump someone who loves me and hurt and hurt them if it's a non-exclusive relationship and so in some ways non-exclusive relationships are less painful than exclusive ones especially considering the, the divorce rate and all of that if you can do it if you can't do it but i think for men you just there's things you can do and those are things some of them are not that hard and recognize your value recognize your value as a man and and you know one thing that keeps me from getting past the second meeting is my car so my thought is if i could get a new car even rent a car for a date right i might be able to get to get to the dates but then once they get to my um condo then at least i probably get sexual intimacy before they look around at what i have and leave me so um that's really what it comes down to gentlemen the beautiful women they do not want an old car and they want a big house and that's one reason why i went to rotan and did that sort of bachelor thing bachelorette thing bachelor thing you know i'm here i'm here in rotan i'm here for five days i'll pay for you to come over on the ferry come over and um you know so that was great that was fantastic and it worked out and these things you can't do with a blue pill if you're blue pilled it, you just it's just unimaginable but when you're red pilled it becomes imagine when you realize that you should spin plates which means date uh, multiple women when you realize you should um you know have not capitulate to exclusivity and when you start to in, use these principles and, and game and all of that um you make mistakes of course and you but all of a sudden things happen that are are um, would never happen if you're thinking um blue pilled you know commitment uh provider um type of mentality so the women are open to, are free to speak too any other questions just one go ahead jeff sorry, sorry i was muted one of this don't you're not trying trying to villainize women women again are are you because you remember not all of them are bad are bad okay Here's the thing. You know that, right? You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been going through a lot of women, Jeffrey. I've been going through a lot, and I've seen the bad, 
and I've and I'm coming to recognize the good. Now, I had a woman, a young Korean woman, you know, want just want me to pet buy her groceries. So I've seen the bad. I've seen women just want me to take them to expensive restaurants and you know, try to make me, you know, just terrible stuff, you know. And so there's a lot of bad out there, and that's what I'm trying to um, let you guys know, right? I mean, I think it's not to vilify women because sometimes I think we give women too much, we give them too much leeway. What is it? We we give a, we allow them to do things, and and we make justifications for it. You know, we're, we're giving them too much slack. And we're and just being critical is not simply is not to vilify. To be critical and to criticize what's happening and to talk about um, the reality of how they are and how they behave is not to vilify them. It's to help us to understand them so that we won't be so torn apart all the time. Can you simplify that for me, please? Well, it, just so that you understand, so that you you can know what to do, basically, and you know what's going on. So you know what's going on, you know what to do, you have a better idea of what to do, how to behave oh. um, in these situations, that you're not caught off guard. That is a, one thing this is... Um, dating coach said women know how to take advantage of weak men and that's i even paid for some of those um groceries you know i i fall for it i fall for it and and that's why men have got to be dicks sometimes you know because women take advantage of you oh okay um, somebody raised their hand oh there we go all right great so go ahead and unmute yeah that's amarismo speaking Okay, good. I guess I can relate to what you're saying because, um, <clears throat> like, sometimes what I my experience has been when I go to like clubs and bars, a lot of women want guys to buy them drinks a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, when we go out to dinner, they want to pick up guys to pick up the tab. Mm -hmm. but they also want like equal rights as pay and everything else, but they still want the guy to pick up the tab and make the first move and everything like that. So it's like they want equal rights, but then they don't. Mm -hmm. I know what you mean by that because I've been kind of a victim about that. And also, um, I have tried some, uh, like you said, Tinder. I try like Tinder, and a lot of people on there are looking for guys to make money off them, like kind of look like a little prostitution where you buy me stuff and you, you know, there are, yeah, things like that. Yeah, they're looking for like a father to pay for all their books in school and in college and things like that. And sometimes to be very blunt about it, that's what they're looking for. Yeah, yeah, I I know that. But there's also women out there who are looking for a long-term relationship too, on those apps. Yeah, that's that's what they say a lot. But I also uh, I think you brought it up pretty good about the um the non-committal or the uh, uh, non-exclusive. Like, I think like when someone goes out, I think it was a guy in North. I, I'm not sure in LA too, I'm in Santa Monica, but some uh, guy up in San Francisco and he categorized four layers of dating. Uh -huh. and he said, like, the first level dating, when you take someone out on a date, it's kind of like a job interview. You're just trying to get to know the person. Mm -hmm. but, but that doesn't mean you exclusively cut everybody out. You got to meet 
other people and figure out what you need to figure out this person, other people as well. Then it goes up to another level where you're dating and it's a little bit more, I forget all the terms, a little more maybe dating but exclusive and then it goes to another dating committed and then more committal, something like that. I don't get the, I don't remember the four layers, but and with those layers, each step you get more and more and learning about the person instead of like just locking in and going for it. Sometimes people go out on three days and figure, oh, this is my boyfriend, girlfriend. We're in a committed relationship, which is not the case. And I really appreciate what you said about um, <clears throat> by being in a non committal relationship, if something goes wrong, do not as her as much. Let yeah. share that part with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You said a lot there. And uh, I wanted to go back to the first thing you said, which I forget what it was. What was the first thing you said? Yeah. Uh, at uh, at bars and restaurants, yeah. and girls want yeah. nice buy yeah. drinks, and then yeah. many times I've been burnt. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've when I was younger, I had a real problem with that, and um, you know, I was not a rich kid. You know, I was a, you know, and so, and then. I got into feminism. I got into feminism. I started wanting equality. I thought everybody, you know, women want equality. And I said, well, equality, well, then pay for yourself, right? It seemed logical to me. Pay for yourself. Um, if you want equality, that's what equality is, you know. Um, but at the dynamics of the relationship are somehow different. And that's a problem with traditional relationships. They're not really based on equality at all. And there is some romantic idea about that. But then women will take advantage of it and abuse you. They will, Even if they're your friends, they're just as friends, they want to take it, you know. And so it's very important when a, when a woman actually offers to pay. You know, one thing about this woman in Roatan that I met that I really um, impressed me was that I was having money getting the limpidas, which are the currency, and, and so I needed them. I was having trouble getting money at all, actually, because it wasn't giving me money for my ATM card. And for some reason, my bank was counting it as dollars when like 2,000, when like 5,000 limpidas is only about $200. So it wasn't giving me any money. Um, and she helped me. And she paid for taxis. She paid for things. You know, when, when I, and you know what else? She didn't complain about it. She didn't complain about it. Can you believe that? She didn't complain about it. That was amazing. That's amazing. I was amazed. The women of a different culture sometimes are better. Orion Taraban was telling, it was another, it was a podcaster that women in, you're welcome, women in Japan um, won't allow a man to open a door for him. Because they don't want to see a man denigrate himself like that. So women in different cultures can be very different. You know, and, the, and in this culture, women are entitled. Women feel often feel entitled to a man's money, even if they're not ripping you off, you know. And so they, may, they can say, and I pointed out, they say, we don't need a man's money. We can make our own money. Yay, yay, yay. It doesn't stop them from wanting it. And desiring it and feeling entitled to it and so we're in a real dilemma right every woman i go out with right who's beautiful right my age 
And women want to complain about men dating younger women. But every woman I go out with who's beautiful and my age, okay, they <clears throat> like me when they see me. The car is a killer. And the condo is probably another killer. You know, they expect more. You know, so now I date poor women. I'm dating the woman in Los Angeles is poor, um, seeking asylum, and the woman in Honduras is, of course, poor. And so I'm limited to dating poor women, or maybe if I get them, like one woman I dated for a long time, and but it started out as an affair, and I just didn't qualify. I didn't make the money. I didn't have the house. I don't have the car. Therefore, there can be no relationship that she would acknowledge publicly um, to her, to people she knew, you know. So, um, so yeah. So, um, so that's a real problem. But on the other hand, I say it's a social convention. It's a social convention. And Buying drinks, you know, you might want to be careful about that. Um, delay them a little bit if you can. You know, try to figure out if they're actually interested or not, or just trying to get you drinks. That's just a that's a normal um, ploy that women play all the time, and everybody thinks it's okay. And that's why we get Jeffrey's question: Are you villainizing women? When no, you don't need to villainize them. You just watch them. You know. And this is the behavior. So it's not, we're not vilifying anybody. You know, we're just looking at the behavior, right? But I have to do it. You have to pay for dates. You have to. You have to. You know, you can't get around it. Uh, you don't have to buy every single woman to ask you a drink. And you don't have to take every single woman out. And when a woman actually pays for herself and does it in a way in which it's not about, okay, I'm paying for myself, but this isn't a real date, blah, blah, blah. And you haven't got, you're not getting to first base, blah, blah, blah. Then you know you've got somebody good and de half decent, you know, when they do that. Somebody who's not using you because you, like the good thing about the woman in Rotan, I led with my, with my sex. I led with sex, not with money. And so that's good because there's mutual desire. There's, there was a desire there. You know, like I say, there's some men for whom women would drop their pants in an instant, in a moment, a hot moment, momento caliente. And there are some men that do it. And for that woman, I was that man. That doesn't, that means she desired me, right? Whether it's because I'm American, because I'm good looking, because I'm tall, because I, I'm big, or because, um, just the whole situation of you know flying in, bringing her over, you know, it's it's very um, bachelor TV show like. So those are the things that you that you want to look for in a woman when you're going out with a woman. You want to look for those types of things because a woman who just expects everything feels entitled to everything. I was on a phone call with a woman today, and you know, feeling entitled and saying, "I went on a man who wants to treat me like a lady." knows how to treat a woman like a lady. And this woman was just, wouldn't hear a word I'm saying. You know, you think what they're going to think and that's it.
He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. I'd like to punch him in the face, I'll tell you. You can do anything. Grab him by the pussy. He's not a war hero. He's a war hero. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody, and I wouldn't lose any voters. Very fine people on both sides. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. I am your retribution. I am your retribution.